dear diary. Oh, she got me again. The plant got me again. I celebrated a two-day tea break with a joint. I'm in it too deep, aren't I? everyone welcome to another episode of musings with mona i am your star and your host mona mone how is everyone doing i hope that you guys are doing well um as for me the best way to describe how i'm feeling is kai (laughs) it's literally kai like it's actually kind of serious like oh my god so exactly a month ago school started up again right and coming into the school year i really knew that it was about to be serious because you know my first year going back to everything in person and stuff like i really thought that i did pretty well i was like okay bad like i'm you know what i mean i'm feeling good about this and everything and then like I come, I start start this school year, and I'm like, you know, I'm ready, like, I'm gonna be serious about, like, school, but also, like, music with Mona, I've been really building momentum with that, and also, like, other things in my life is happening, like, things are adding up, they're getting well, I got a job recently, uh, working for a collective that hosts, like, art workshops for black youth, like, it's getting, it's feeling nice, you feel me, like, is giving summer temperature even though we're in october okay maybe that's not very nice but like (laughs) in terms of just like stepping out in things like you know a little sunshine can't hurt nobody uh even though anyways let me not digress about climate change so it's like things are, are going well things are going pretty good but it's also it's just like bruh like the balance that you have to do to be able to not go insane in this life is really something that I don't think I can really fully prepare myself for um like every time the school year starts because for me like I I don't take summer school I haven't taken summer school since like never really like I'm being so serious like even in high school I wasn't a summer school girly as I yeah has have yet to do it in high in university because respectfully it's like bruh my summer is three months four four months maybe if you include may but like the only time of the year where i can like get outside of the academy and that institution and just like be a a, a member of society you feel me like being a student doesn't really feel like being a member of society sometimes sometimes it feels like you're in your little like bubble and stuff and you know like it's its own little world which would be fine to just be so embedded in if like bills didn't have to get paid and if i wasn't you know trying to work in an industry that definitely likes experience over like credentials like it's all these different things and then to do all of that right so like career but also school and then to also try to be like managing my own health and my own sanity And then also trying to, like, deepen relationships with people and family. Family is always that, like, dark cloud looming in the back. Not necessarily because family is the 
you know the bad the bad thing of life or anything like that but it's just to be like bruh sometimes you be going like a few you know days without thinking about family too deep like that and then boom that shit hits you of like damn like i come from a huge family tree and i'm carrying the weight of my ancestors on my shoulder like it gets that serious sometimes and yesterday (sighs) i had a panic attack right like at the end of the day like i was supposed to be doing an assignment that was due at 59 um and damn like i missed that deadline and i had a panic attack like before the actual deadline was due because i was just like bro like i'm i don't know what it is it's just like so much shit happening and i'm exhausted like my body's actually exhausted you know and yeah it's just kind of tough and i if you guys checked out my blog which you should definitely check out um the link is in i'm going to actually link it in in the description box um we dream of rest instead based off of an exhibition uh we do not dream about labor here uh at a at a local at a local art gallery that explores like the possibilities of life with rest being at its center yeah i've just been thinking a lot about that like thinking a lot about rest like i am centering my research project for one of my class for my qualitative class around rest and how rest is um a site for liberation and resistance and i'm saying all of that just to say like bro like it's just exhausting like i don't even know what to say like sometimes it's not even that like i have like a lot of shit on my plate or things to do it's really just that it's the weight of everything you feel me and some days you know it's just an air ass day so some days like i'm so in my head like i can't even like i'm not even in my body like i'm completely having an outer body experience and i think that compounded with just like the general fatigue compounded with like the weird ass weather we've been having where it's like 30 degrees in the day and then at night it's like 11 degrees and then also like um, the weed which is you know topical all of those things compounded made it that I had a party in my room where I was just like sinking so deep into this existential crisis. I think what's also been making it a little bit like weirder too is that I've been thinking a lot about university and why I'm actually in university. Like, why am I actually here? Sometimes I think, just think about my think about that to myself because I'm like, why am I actually here? Because where I'm trying to go feels so maybe not so but in some senses in terms of like how to use the hours of my day it feels kind of like like antithetical or like not aligned to where i'm trying to go i don't know i'm blabbering right now but allow it allow me allow me to wax poetic about the 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 complications of my life because it's just like a lot fam fam like (laughs) and like you know, for, for this episode, right, because um, I'm going to introduce the episode in a bit, but, like, the whole point of this, the whole theme of this episode is weed. And so I took about, like, 20 milligrams of an edible, and, bruh, I ate food, you know, I listened to a little bit of, like, my soccer podcast and stuff, and then I'm, like, getting ready to record, and I feel sober as fuck. <laughs> and I'm just like, bruh, that's not what I signed up for. I really wanted to be in the cloud so I can just be, like, talking shit, but yeah i don't know it's just a lot like i feel like i feel like sometimes it's so it's like something it's like a kind of weight that's even unexplainable too because 
you know, when people ask me, like, how am I doing and stuff, it's really hard to explain because either I'm feeling everything because I'm and I'm anxious or either I'm feeling nothing because I'm feeling good or maybe because I'm not thinking about my, 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 my intense feelings or either I'm like, you can't even ask me that question because I'm not even here on earth. Like, I'm literally like out of out of body. And like, I was thinking about this recently because I was thinking about the idea of like rage and anger and how running off a spite is not a sustainable like practice and i was thinking about how i was thinking about warfare right like the art of war and how like being able to like play the long game is so so important so as to not burn out it's like kind of the idea of like the two faces of mars where mars there's like the airy aries face which is very like warrior spirit go 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 like the men on the on the grounds we're gonna go do the actual like devastation and then the the face of like the face of mars uh, uh, scorpio where it is like more the strategist the person who plays a long game who knows like where to really hit where it hurts you feel me like and i was just thinking about that and i was thinking about bruh like when it comes to warfare there's nobody who i want to hear their advice or their thoughts or their musings about warfare except for black women like i don't want to hear anybody else because the thing about us is that we deal with like warfare is every day like i swear it's every day there's some kind of like front that i'm like i'm like manning it's crazy um <laughs> yeah so i hope you guys are you know feeling a little bit a little bit better than me but you know if you're feeling a little erratic a little like feral it's kind of normal like no- mars is pretty activated um in the sky right now it's just you know i don't know it's just weird it's just been a really weird october like it's hot like that that's what like gets besides me it's fucking hot as fuck and we're in october like october is supposed to be chilly what (laughs) hey it always gets back to climate change doesn't it anyhow yeah i hope you guys are doing well but that was my little spiel about my life um but you know we finna get through it because that's the thing we always do so y'all don't have to worry too much about me um but in today's episode today's episode is a musings episode and i'm actually really excited for today's episode because as i kind of alluded to before right like i i took some edibles because i was really like this is gonna be my send-off episode you know i'm going to talk about my cute first time smoking weed um because i think my story is pretty i'm pretty fortunate and privileged to have a pretty decent recollection of my first time smoking weed because it was something that i really got to really prepare for and really felt like when i was the day that i actually received the plant it felt very much like okay like i'm ready to receive it so yeah today's episode i'm going to kind of go over the story of my first time smoking weed and then i'm going to do a little reflection on just like how our relationship has evolved over time and then finish it off with a little like love letter um to kind of help me detach a bit from the plants because i'm at the point right now despite all the like beautiful things i'm going to say about weed like I'm also going to talk about just, like, how much our relationship has evolved to the point where now I'm, like, I'm really, like, ready to hang up weed as my drug of choice. Um, I do have to put a disclaimer. This episode is not to give advice to anybody about how to use weed. Like, you feel me? Like, I'm not here to give you advice for shit. Like, this is just my experience. This is my own 
um, how, how I've been able to benefit and also how weed has affected me. So I'm not giving nobody any medical advice, not even any spiritual or like holistic advice. I'm not the person who you can come like you come to for that. I will say I'm the person to come to for entertainment, for laughs and just for a general point of view of like what it could be to uh, have a pretty extensive relationship with weed. Um, you know, when I talk about being a role model, this is just my last little, like, before I get into the actual episode. But when I talk about being a role model, I really want to make it very clear. Like, I, and this is something I'm going to have to keep reiterating, like, throughout all my work. I want to make it very clear. Like, my whole thing with a role model is to reclaim a title that has been bestowed upon me since I was young, right? And which has always, for me, meant being on your best behavior, being very obedient, being very clean cut, being very much something or someone that people can live vicariously through. So to do so, you have to be the purest that you can be. If that's your definition of role model, that I'm not your role model. Um, because I be doing things that, in reality, I shouldn't be doing. You feel me? Or I, I be saying that I'm one person, but I be doing things differently. Um... So it's not, that's not role model. But role model for me is very much somebody who is going to be honest, somebody who's going to be very just open about their experiences with life, with love, with laughing, Um, and somebody who is always aiming to live as fulfilled as possible, which that fulfillment and that kind of pleasure that I desire for my own life will not always be something that people take pleasure in um witnessing or experiencing or whatever and that's fine my my job isn't to tell you how to live your life Uh, my job is to live my life and then hopefully by seeing me live my life you're inspired as well to live your own life you feel me like it's a little there's a little detachment there so yeah um i'm all about ownership of one's life and one's choices and desires um you know, I will never be able to tell you what your desire is, what your, what choices you're supposed to be making. Um, that's too much responsibility for me. Like way too much. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was my little spiel. Uh, just because I wanted to put a disclaimer that the point of this episode is not to like, uh, tell anybody that this is how you should or should not be using weed. It's really my own experience. It's meant for entertainment. It's specifically why it's a muse episode, not a learn episode. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. So let's get into the meat and the juice of it all. Okay, so to tell this story about my first time smoking weed, I'm going to get a little journalistic and I'm going to go uh, use the five W's and the how. So who, what, when, where, why, and how. So let's start with the when. We were in grade 10. I'm 16 years old and it is the it is June right because it's the it's after our last exams um who so there's myself of course um my two girlfriends let's call them Tina and Marie and then we also had three other friends who came with us but they didn't end up smoking they were just there for like moral support and just curiosity so I'm not gonna give them a name because uh, they're not particularly relevant to this story. And then we have the guy who sold us the weed, who was uh, Tina's ex-boyfriend. So just a classmate. Um, and then he's also not relevant to the story. 
I just wanted to put that in there. And then uh, we have the guy who sold us the backwoods. Now, he's important. He's going to pop up in the story again. The guy who sold us the backwoods, we'll call him Roger. So we have now, let's go to the what. So we, actually, I'm going to go to the where. Because the, the, the situation, like kind of like the situational awareness is very important. Like where we're at. So obviously we're in school. It's high school. And our high school had a plaza across the street from it where we went to go get lunch and it had like a pizza shop and like a burger shop and then like an Indian food restaurant and then behind the plaza there's a residential area and then like in the middle of this residential area there's like what we would call the forest but it wasn't actually a forest it was actually a trail very commonly used and this trail basically led up a hill to the like recess area or Actually, it was the soccer field of a public school, the English public school. We ended up doing, so basically, like, the school is important because we started there and then we'd come back there. The plaza is important. And then this resident, like, this uh, trail area slash forest, it, it really wasn't a forest. Like, bitch, like, anybody could have walked down there and they would have seen us. But that's where we ended up smoking. And now the what? So it's grade 10, like I said. In March, we were vibing with, like, it was me and these girls, Tina, Marie, and then um, some other girls who were like, you know what, it'd be nice to try smoking weed. You know, it just, it's just kind of like the thing that you were like, at oh, 16, like, eh, let's do it. So we're like, bet, okay, we're going to do it during March break. Basically, we can kind of do it like, we can take a day during March break everybody's free and just go to like the mall or something and then smoke and then just chill at the mall the whole day and then by the time we sober up go back home tina got the weed from her ex and you know we got it and it was chill and everything but then march break comes around and we it didn't happen in march break basically people were traveling we were still also teenagers who had very strict parents who were our caregivers who were just not gonna let us like get out of the place um and more importantly like the most important thing is that we had nothing to actually smoke with so we just like texted in group chat and we were like okay we got to choose a new day to do it and we decided that we were going to smoke at the end of the school year after exams so what did i do in between march then march and june i would watch a lot of videos on youtube about stoner culture i was watching a lot of girls who were stoners who would smoke by themselves like in their car or in their room and stuff and just talk about their day or talk about school or talk about their lives and stuff and i just really bought into the whole um chillness with being a stoner you know before being okay with trying weed i was very much anti-weed um for a good chunk of like primary school because of course you know drugs are bad drugs are bad drugs are bad so I was very much like, yeah, I'm never going to do drugs. I'm never going to be tainted. Like, that was, you know, very much my mentality. And then I'd say, like, grade 7, grade 8 came around. And I started becoming, I won't say curious to try it myself, but I very much was thinking, like, you know, we'd be in health class and the teacher would just be like, never do drugs. Like, they're just bad. And we'd make these posters about, like, drugs and just how they fuck up your brain and stuff. And I remember just thinking, like, bruh, like... There has to be a better way to talk about drugs that isn't just, like, they're all bad. Like, I don't even know anything about these things. Like, 
how is just saying they're all bad gonna stop me you know what i mean like teenage consciousness and stuff so basically i had a very like open approach and then the curiosity started really coming i'd say probably in grade 10 like where i was just kind of like why not try it out yeah like i think the biggest thing that i really remember of that time was just watching these girls like light it up in their rooms and just be very comfortable with their own presence and just like having weed there and it just made me very curious about weed it also made me feel like okay well weed is safe to try because here are people doing it and putting it online like it it can't be that bad and there was also a feeling of like once again like seeing people just like enjoy their own company felt like something that I really I really yearned for I really desired because at 16 I wasn't as comfortable with myself as I would say I am now where you know I was kind of going through my own rebellious phase around like my religious beliefs and around like the way that I dressed my body and like the way that I let people deal with me that like seeing that there was a possibility of just feeling a bit more a bit more okay with like my weird and eccentric side and like get rid of this like super mature kind of persona that I was developing felt very free and you know fundamentally my whole belief was just like you know weed is gonna come to me like if I'm meant to try it I'm gonna try it and so that kind of a that kind of like approach and attitude I think is what made it that when June came around I felt very ready and very excited and eager to try it so yeah um I'm really I was definitely very impatient when we couldn't do it in March but very much like coming back to it in June felt like okay I'm ready for this moment like I had trained for this moment I'm ready so boom it's June and the day of um so actually no I'll do the day before because the day before the day before we were actually gonna smoke I remember texting um Roger and being like so I'm asking for a friend but she would really want some backwoods so if you could just tell me like how much the price of backwoods are for this friend um she'd like to buy some and he was like bet like I can hook you up like the next day at school so I'm like okay because you know I was very much like nobody could know I'm smoking like (laughs) it was that serious for me so the morning come the morning of the day that we're supposed to smoke comes around this is before exams and I get uh the tools and basically Roger gave me the he gave me the backwoods like in the middle of the hallway like right next to the washrooms and I remember just thinking to myself like bruh is this legal like somebody's gonna see but ain't nobody give a fuck so he gives me the woods and let me just say something like I had never seen you know I had never smoked weed before I had never seen a backwoods let alone even understood what like a backwoods was but when he gave that shit to me I was just like bruh like that shit had holes in it and I was like there's absolutely no way that this is like how it's supposed to be you know what I mean but I gave him the money and I took the backwood and I put it in my locker and I put some books on top of it to like flatten it um because I was just like you know what like we ain't we ain't we we can't fuck this up this time like we're angsty we wanted to smoke this shit so bad I was like I don't give a fuck what we have like as long as we have something to smoke the weed that's all that mattered to me then exams are over it's time to finally get into it and I was so extra. I came prepared with like a whole bag of shit to to have this experience. I brought a bag that had a change of clothes that I was planning to throw into the woods um, if the smell was too crazy. <laughs> it had eye drops. I also had gum. 
just all the things that you would need if like throughout your research before your first time smoking weed you had searched up multiple times how not to get the smell of weed on you after smoking so I came prepared and we I changed my clothes I changed into the clothes that I was planning to discard in the forest and we went to the forest quote-unquote we you know like like I said like this shit like this place really wasn't a forest because it was like a hill in the middle it had the trail and then like on each side there's like these trees and then like these rocks that you can sit on but basically there was just like fencing with somebody's backyard right facing like the 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 trail so like honestly if somebody really cared to like somebody could have caught us like it was really that serious but I really do believe that God was watching us that day and we didn't get caught so it was really chill um so we're sitting down on these rocks and we chose like this big rock to sit on and we lay all our stuff and we finally got to the, like after all these this time trying to like actually get this the sesh to happen right like we got the weed but we couldn't smoke because of march break then we went all these this time um without smoking and stuff we finally get to it and we have everything that we need and we just look at each other and we're just like so who the fuck is gonna roll because none of us know how to roll like yo (laughs) i go at it and i'm like okay let me try to roll it and tina is grinding the the weed and i try to like you know i I try to actually roll it but it became it was really difficult because like i said the woods had holes in it and they were like like they like the woods was really on its last legs like it was really bad and after a few tries like it just didn't work out so now we're like getting really discouraged because we're just like bruh like we've been wanting to smoke like what's going on and stuff like we and you know we were getting like really angsty because we're like we gotta do it like it's not we didn't make it this far to just not do it so we go on youtube and we search up alternatives alternative ways to smoke weed you know without a like joint or any papers and i remember like i remember like seeing like this one nigga being like you can like poke holes in an apple and make a bong out of it or like a pipe and then like we eventually like stumble on this like doctor who's like <laughs> he's like you can make like a pipe out of a um a can of soda so we're like bet let's go to the plaza and get a can of soda so this was the plan that we devised two of us were going to go to the plaza to go get the can of soda and then the rest of them would go to like the convenience store to stand outside and to see if somebody would like buy uh backwoods or papers for us so we get there and you know the easiest thing obviously was to get the can like ain't nobody like ain't nobody was gonna buy us no papers so we got the can of thing we dump out the juice and everything we washed the can of little one too and now like we're sitting down i remember it was tina who was poking holes in the thing like we're sitting down trying to follow the doctor and like where the where the do the right holes have to go and everything to make this pipe like we're so serious like we're out here doing like fucking surgery and shit on this can like it was really like like it was serious but we were so like ecstatic we were so happy because we we're like yes we're finally gonna get to smoke it and we were obviously considering like the fumes and the toxins and everything but bitch <laughs> if you want to get high you finna get high like you don't really you don't feel me like you don't really give a fuck about that other stuff so we wasn't even thinking about that we're like next time we'll get proper papers like we're not gonna have to smoke out of the can <laughs> 
like okay so tina is like poking holes and everything she's following the doctor's tutorial and you know we're you know we end up having a like a low like contraption to be dealing with but then it was really confusing because it was like okay so we know that we put the heat like the weed at the top of the the actual can but then like where do we smoke out of and where do we blow out of and everything like we were kind of trying to figure that out um right when we start hearing footsteps and so like remember like this is not an area that is like easy to hide in so we're like frozen on this rock with this like with this illegal substance and like a fucking bong can can bong whatever we're just frozen there we're just like damn like i remember just being like bro like if god is gonna take like if this you know what i mean like if we get in trouble like at least we tried but right then and there roger comes up the hill and it's him and three other guys two guys from our grade and then one guy like from his grade and we're all just rejoicing because we're like yo roger's gonna come and save us like he's gonna come and like do it for us i gave him the woods that wasn't working i was like bruh like we could not roll this he's like you messed up the woods i'm like nigga what you're the one who sold us the woods that had full of holes he obviously knew something better than me because he ended up actually being able to roll a blunt and he ended up also rolling his own and we're like super excited like everything i remember this so vividly right so this man is on my left and then it's me and then it's uh tina and then it's marie and we're all excited we're like like us the three girls were chatting we're like yo we're finally gonna be able to do it like we don't have to smoke out of that can like da, da, da. roger finally f- like finishes his little like stuff and then he like lights it he points it to he, he he pulls it towards us and he's like okay so who's taking the first hit and we just like freeze and we're like wait a minute <laughs> we're like what like it's like we had been we had been anticipating this moment like we went through so many hurdles to get to this moment when finally we get to the moment and now it's like damn i have to inhale that shit i had i had never inhaled nothing in my life like what's going on here so eventually tina took the first hit and then marie took the next hit and then i took the last hit and me i can tell you guys right now i did not know how to inhale that shit like it was not i swallowed it like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna put it out there like i was the bitch who swallowed it on her first try but i still got high though i must have inhaled a little one too and so like you know what i mean like i hit inhaled it and stuff and I knew it was a group, like a good setting and like a good group of people to be smoking because nobody was judging with the fact that I was coughing and like also like, ooh, why does it taste bad, everything. And I remember like one of my classmates being like, you know, this is how you can inhale, like, you know, hit it, hold it, breathe, and then like breathe out. Like, so it was really like a good environment. We were very much vibing and chilling. It was really nice. And we're chilling and stuff. And then suddenly Marie is like, I'm floating. Like she would just like stop. And she's like, guys, guys, I'm floating. Or like, bitch, like, it was like, damn, like, what is she smoking? Because I remember being like, I can't feel that shit. Like I, you know, I was vibing and stuff. I was thinking, oh, I'm not doing this well. So, you know, I was really jealous of her. I was like, this bitch is floating like me. I'm here. I'm still here on this earth. But 
um we were like okay bad like let's go back to school and like go you know get some food and stuff and as soon as we get out of the little trail area it hit like i think the sun just hit me somehow and suddenly everything around me slowed down and I remember when we got to school, I remember we were opening the door and Tina and Marie were like falling on each other and laughing. Um, there were some people like some of our classmates that were sitting down in the hallway, like watching soccer. And I remember like we walked in, we're like, like everything. And they knew what was up. Like um, they knew like what, what we were on. And that was kind of shocking to me because I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So all y'all niggas have already smoked weed. Like, I'm really the, like, newbie here. Well, me and my friends. That's so crazy. We were all vibing and stuff. And then I remember even telling them, like, yeah, you know, I kind of swallowed it and stuff. And I remember one guy being like, that's nasty. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so we ended up just, like, uh, we ended up going to McDonald's. It was me, it was Tina, and then some other guys from my grade. And we walk to McDonald's. Um, and it was just such a chill vibe. I remember Tina and I, we kind of shared a little one-two kiss. Like, that was, you know, that was kind of cute. And we went to McDonald's, and I remember eating good that day. Like, I really ate big. I was like, I got a double Big Mac, a poutine, and a large drink. Not a medium, a large-ass drink. And, yeah, it was a good vibe. Yeah, I remember then we walked back from McDonald's, and I was able to catch, like, the regular school bus to go back home. And I remember sitting down in the bus, like, I had, I still had the clothes that I had smoked in, didn't throw them in the forest. And I remember sitting down in the bus and just being so at peace and so serene and so content with myself in a way that I hadn't been before. And I remember thinking at that time, like, damn, like, I'm gonna have a long-ass relationship with weed. Like, I know we're gonna, like, meet each other again. And funnily enough, here we are. So, yeah. That was my my little story about my first time smoking weed, like, very much, like, nothing too crazy. It was really a a sweet experience, and I'm gonna have to make a part two to this, um, musings episode, like, a my, my first time smoking weed part two, because the next time I ended up smoking weed was not until another two years later, when I was 18, and that story was definitely a bit more unhinged, I'd say, (laughs) um that story I might have to get some people on to the podcast that talk about that story because they have a different perspective like I have mine they have theirs so you know we might have to hook a little one two up but um that's a story for another day but in terms of this first time like you know 16 year old lambs really knew that this was going to be uh, a great experience and knew that this was going to be something I was going to do for a good amount of time and yeah here we are five years later yeah, and now reflecting on, you know, my relationship to weed now, I can definitely say that I have a pretty long relationship with it. Um, so it's been, I didn't, I didn't start smoking regularly until late 2020 after my high school graduation, um, because that was a traumatic incident in itself. I remember... Uh, there was a girl that I just followed on Snapchat and she was selling like disposable vape pens. And I remember just being like, can I buy two of those? And so when I went back home before my graduation, I got them and I didn't smoke them until I came back from my hometown. 
and I remember like it was a thing that helped me go to sleep every night like that was my ritual was to do work uh unwind from the day and then when my aunt went to sleep I'd just be smoking so it's almost been like a good three years um since this has been going on I can also very much map out our relationship based on the various stages of my life in these past years so Late 2020 to about summer 2021 was the desperation stage. It was very much like my whole life is crumbling before me. I don't know anything. Everything is false. This thing is going to help me get through that. Summer 2021 to September 2021 was the liveliness stage. So it was like, okay, I got it. I got through that very dark time. It's time for me to like live life. And so I'd be going out to the park and stuff by myself. It was like my first time really like taking myself out on dates and stuff. And I would smoke weed with that. That would be a part of the ritual. Then um, September of 2021 to February 2022 was chaos and illness era. Um, It was a very dark time for me. It was like, fuck school. I can't even do school. Like I was failing classes. Like I very much like was depressed like it was really really tough I was unemployed too um so weed very much was my time it was cope it was my crutch to get through that tough time and then February 2022 to May 2022 which was my semester off that was like the boredom era I was working a part-time job at the government and stuff like you know life was pretty like basic I was just waking up going to work going to you know chilling and then going to sleep so to pass time or to unwind from work weed would be a good thing for me like it'd be what I would get into and then I'd also smoke with my roommate so that was very much like it's just passing time right and then May 2022 to July 2022 is when I had a very extended break because I traveled out of country and I was not gonna play with customs you feel me like I'm a rule breaker but I have my limits so if the government is listening to me I have my limits um So I had a very extended break where I just didn't consume any kind of weed. And that was pretty interesting, right? The withdrawals were, I would say my experience with withdrawals, like, have not been so bad. But I do think that as I get older, it's a bit harder for me to deal with those symptoms. But that first time during this extended break, it wasn't so bad because I got, I was able to put my mind to different things. And then August 2022 to April 2023, so my first year coming back to in-person school and just like a sense of quote-unquote normalcy, I would say that that's like when weed became a habitual thing. So it'd very much be like go to school, busy, 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 and the way to unwind was to smoke on my porch at the end of the day. And then May 2023 to now, so the summertime to at this point in my life I'd say I'm in my re-questioning era where I'm thinking about what my relationship to weed is now and like just what I would want it to be and if I want to continue this pattern I can see how looking at this mapping of our relationship how weed was very much like a crutch to get through very tough times a part of a ritual to like unwind and relax and also something to enhance and make things better and that's kind of like in general what I think about 
the plant when I think about it. Like weed is a neutral plant, right? It isn't bad or isn't good. But depending on how you approach it, depending on things like genetics and just kind of the history of, you know, mental health or even drug use to your family, um, just like the way that you consume it as well, like, and just, I really do believe that the way that you show up to the plant also influence and impacts the way that you're going to react or the way that your high is going to happen. Um, and so in thinking about that, weed for me was very much a crutch for getting through tough times. It was an ability, like, it was something that I used to numb myself to like not deal with the heavy emotions of all this like crazy change just the the craziness of becoming an adult right it was an it was a tool for me to really not get so caught up in the weight and the enormity of all these feelings it was also something that i used when it come to when it came to boredom and dealing with boredom and just the feelings of like nothing is happening so I might as well make something happen and so weed helped me you know laugh at myself and have fun and it just is nice to just not be of the world you know what I mean sometimes like it's nice to just be a little bit outside of yourself and then the enhancement park there's nothing that I love more than going to the park with a joint and some food and a good book and my notebooks and just like being in the sun and like that's just such like that's life for me right there like that's my heaven that's really my heaven and I have so many reasons to be so grateful for we coming into my life like the coming together just to begin with felt very organic as I was saying earlier like it very much was something that I felt like I could receive very openly because I had done some research I had been able to question and deconstruct any kind of like feelings that I had before with it and it very much taught me lessons it helped me open up to myself yeah that's what I'm trying to say like it helped me just be able to like look within myself and just really see everything like the shadows and also the light as well and I have to just you know wax poetic a little bit about just the pleasurable experience of the ritual of smoking weed right like I love weed I love the smell of weed whenever I smell it on campus I'm always like girl let me join I love holding a joint like it's just so nice I love holding a joint like I you know I was watching a tiktok video like yesterday last night about the psychology of holding a joint and like how the way you hold your joint definitely like says a little something about you i'll try to find a tiktok and i'll link it in the description box but even just holding it is so fun and then like this oh when you have a nice strain and it's rolled nicely that smooth hit and then the like subtle shift of going from being high to not being high the laughs even the extra little breaths that I have to take after I smoke weed like I just love the whole experience it's such a deeply pleasurable experience I have three major reasons as to why 
I would not let go of weed as to why like even though I know that detachment is necessary which I'll get into there's three reasons why I feel like letting go of this habit isn't as easy or as isn't just as clear-cut as I may want it to be number one is mental health you know I'll say des fois j'abuse vraiment like des fois j'abuse when it comes to weed however life is hard as we established in the introduction life is so fucking difficult especially when you're walking around possibly neurodivergent a lot of my friends would be like mams get that possibly out the fuck out of there um but definitely also walking around with undiagnosed mental health issues and you know getting into my own relationship to mental health and neurodivergence is a podcast episode for another day but like weed has definitely helped me with like anxiety with I guess maybe it hasn't helped me so much with depression let's say but depression kind of ebbs and flows for me but you know that's a different discussion but like it's definitely helped me with anxiety it's definitely helped me with being okay with examining and understanding like what is maybe not working so well inside of this noggin of mine and like where that possibly can come from because ever since I was younger I definitely was somebody who was interested in like studying mental health like I would go to all those like you know full day workshops where somebody would come and teach us like teenagers about like all the different kind of mental health issues and like I would always go to like I I was very much involved in like suicide prevention work and stuff when I was in high school and I always thought that my fascination with like mental health was very much from like you know I just thought it was just something I'm interested in I want to help people um, come to find out that it's possibly because I was trying to find some language to understand my own issues. Um, <laughs> so we definitely, I'd say, helped me, especially when I was kind of growing into going through the growing pains of the transition between teenhood and young adulthood helped me admit to myself that okay I have a lot of issues and a lot of the reasons why I do the things that I do is a defense that I've built up over um the years due to trauma due to just being a fucking black girl in the society and you know even though I was very much interested in mental health and stuff from a young age I was very much like mental health is a weakness because that's the environment that I grew up in you know Muslims don't get stressed because you're a believer like that was a huge thing that I heard a lot growing up so for me weed was a a tool to kind of admit to myself things that I think before I was very much hesitant to and you know so that's why it makes me think sometimes like do I really want to stop just to stop or like do I want to Am I like, is there a reason why I keep coming back to it? Maybe it's that I just want to, I just want help functioning through this fucking world. But the thing is, I have to admit to myself that sometimes I don't want to just like function and just like be of this world. I do want to be chaotic. I do want to be my kind of neurotic uh, person that I am. But, you know, I've tried different variations of how to like mellow out with my weed consumption. I've tried being a CBD girly, you know, no THC at all, just smoking CBD. But then I really miss the psychoactive effects, which to me points that it's not just an oral fixation or like about wanting to function. I've also tried 
doing a balanced THC CBD situation, which usually is my preference. Um, it's nice, but then I like go to use it every single day thinking that, oh, you know, it's not really having negative effects on me because I've lowered the THC content, but like my lungs are still fucking like crying for help. And then I've also tried like doing it just only on weekends and then having only CBD oil, like for example, on the weekdays. And I've also tried like no smoking, like before 3 p.m and stuff and that just like like it works but it just doesn't give you feel me like it works but it doesn't give um yeah so that's one of the reasons why the second reason why is self-concept like weed mellowed me out but i do also have to say sometimes like fuck being chill like sometimes nobody wants to be a chill girly because you know, it's no secret that I'm, you know, I think very highly of myself and everything. Um, I very much walking around knowing who the fuck I is. But I'm also internally always humbling myself and keeping myself in check. And in particular, growing up, that was like all the shit that people would tell me, like to kind of keep myself in check. I became the kind of person who would tune out what everyone else says because I would amp ramp it up the internal negative voice to police myself and to repress myself so i repress myself even before anyone got the opportunity to repress me and weed helped me relent it helped me stop thinking that i have to always be in control of situations or always be in control of how i see myself and being very combative and hypersensitive about other people's perceptions of me I feel a lot better. I can definitely say like one of the biggest things weed has helped me with is that I can come here and be okay standing in a sea of other people's perceptions of me, but still know who the fuck I am and know that, you know, I can be a strong and a resilient person and I can be a level-headed and spacious person and I could also be very anxious and hyper-aware and I can definitely be a dramatic person and I'm also very self-assured and trusting of myself. Like, weed really helped me remind myself who the fuck I is and it definitely mellowed me out in the sense that it's like, girl, you don't have to be so strict with yourself all the time. Um, But it mellowed me out a little too much like sometimes i'm just like girl like where's the passion where's 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 the where's the where's the 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 drive and the fire um but you know i'm getting back that back very slowly um i do have to also put a side note too one of the very big things that people don't talk about when it comes to like being a, a a stoner like somebody who smokes weed a lot is you don't dream anymore like i used to be such a vivid dreamer And I think, you know, by proxy of obviously wanting to repress certain emotions, like, I just don't dream anymore um, because of weed. And so I'm at a place right now where I kind of want to dream more. And yeah, I have to, you know, when I kind of go on my little tea breaks, I'm able to get to access those dreams again. They're a little bit weird, but like, yeah, the ability to dream is one of those things that, um, I never really hear people talk about when it comes to being a, a constant smoker. And last but certainly not least is companionship. That's another reason why, like, laying off of the weed, you know, may not be as, you know, I have reasons to not to not want to. It's companionship, right? You know, Mona Monet, La Role Model. 
um, you know, it's very cute and fun, but it's also very serious. Like when it comes to my makeup, I would say that I'm like two thirds unserious, one third's very serious, but that one third is hella strong. Like when you're so used to being the person that people lean on or the one that people entrust when they need support, you tend to forget that you also need companionship and you also need a shoulder to lean on and you also need like someone to kind of help you process things and get through things. And, you know, I'm back on TikTok recently and every time I get back on that clock app, I'm just like, God help me. Like, because I liked, I liked one post, one post about having an avoidant attachment style. And now every time there's a, like, it's really funny. Every time there's like a, a relationship related TikTok that's like very innocent and funny and I'm just thinking to myself like damn like it'd be it'd be so nice to be in a relationship it'd be so nice to just like you know be very more intimate with people and stuff and I swipe up and it's like this is why people with avoidant attachment styles cannot love anybody I'm like hey <laughs> but like it's all just to say like you know, that avoidance is really developed from, like, this hyper-independent spirit of, like, I'm self-sufficient, like, I only I can deal with my issues, only I can deal with my problems, and I do think that the reason why I knew that Weed and I were going to have a very long-lasting relationship at the ripe age of 16 was because when I was high, it didn't feel like I was carrying the weight of the world anymore, it felt like I could be in fact that 16 years old it felt like i can be a teenager who just didn't have to give two fucks about you know how she walked and how much space she took up and it just felt like i can let my shoulders down and i can just relax and like that's the kind of thing that you know being an an eldest daughter is really hard because you would think that having an older sibling would help you have someone to just say like girl you can relax you don't have to hold the weight of everything but when you're the eldest one you're the one who is saying that speech and that spiel um to your siblings or to other people because as eldest siblings we don't stop being the eldest just with our siblings like it doesn't stop there but when you're kind of so used to doing that like being able to have somebody come to you and be like, well, I'll be the one that you can rely on is jarring. And so weed was like a beautiful way for me to start being able to just receive help and love from others, right? To put my guard down. And like, like my final things about this reflection on like why weed is just such a a beautiful thing and why it's really I'm really glad that it has come into my life and for everything that it has taught me is that like it was like weed was with me during the tough times it has seen me really when I was like low 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 and it was also with me during the good times it was there with me when it was easier for me to anticipate the beauties and the possibilities of life weed has never judged me and in fact it makes a really good day slightly better I think the biggest thing that I have to say a huge thank you to Weed for is that I don't feel anymore like a stranger in my own body. Um, That's a beautiful thing. I do know like puberty is kind of (laughs) like being a little bit on the further end of puberty helps, 
but I do think that weed has helped me a lot to to not feel like I'm a stranger to my own emotions, my own processes, my own feelings, and to just who I am, you know? So to wrap up this episode, I'll do my little love letter, my little waxing poetic as to what this new chapter in my relationship to weed, what I, I hope it could be and just kind of what I, I'm trying to put forward for myself to help make that transition. I have to be very honest, very transparent, very clear right here, right now. Um, I'm really going from choosing weed as my main drug of choice to choosing shrooms as my main drug of choice. That's why I said that this episode is not an advice episode. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm going to put it here. When I say shrooms, it's not because I'm saying I need to be going through an ego de- death every single day. Um, just a side note. Anybody who tells you and talks to you so heavily about ego death either doesn't know anything about the ego um, or maybe it's somebody that's so enamored with their ego that they're trying to sell you something. Um, you don't need to go through multiple, several ego deaths to be a good person. You don't. Your ego is necessary to be able to function in life. Let's put that out there. However, microdosing shrooms is something that I've tried this summer, and I really like it. I like it a lot because it definitely gives me a different kind of relationship to myself in the world. I feel one with the world, where weed probably takes me really like in my own world and in my own machinations and my own kind of processes and ruminations and musings shrooms helps me get really deep within myself and always feel connected to the world around me now yeah i'm not saying that today and tomorrow is gonna be the day that i i make the switch but i'm just saying i just have to be transparent about the fact that it's not about i'm not i'm not saying that i'm gonna be completely without any drugs i'm so sorry um and yeah i guess i'm kind of proud part of the problem when i call weed and shrooms drugs they're more plants but you know I think you could call them drugs for the fact that we live in a society that, like, normalizes both of them, but don't really have ways to, like, talk about any of them, given the fact that, you know, anyways, we can get into the whole politicization of herbs and and drugs and everything, but once again, that's a podcast for another day. Here are my three points to transitioning, right? Three reasons why I'm like, okay, maybe this transition is worth it. Number one mindless smoking and just consuming smoke my lungs cannot handle it like i know my stoners can relate some days you be waking up you think life is about to be so nice and for whatever reason your 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 lungs are attacking you they are grabbing at you i suppose it actually isn't without reason but you feel me it still doesn't feel nice it still doesn't feel nice so I definitely would like to give my lungs a break and just have them puffing on oxygen for some time. And also I would say too, like it's the mindlessness. Sometimes it's like the only thing I can do is at the end of the day, let me go on my porch and smoke weed. Um, just a little bit of like a disconnect uh, between that routine. Cause sometimes I've, I've reached a point where like, sometimes I'll be smoking. Like the thing I will say is like, you'll never get that first time back in like that sweet 
experience of that first time smoking weed, you'll never get that shit back unless you go on an extended tea break. But I've reached that point where sometimes I'll smoke and it's not even pleasant. The high isn't pleasant. I'm paranoid. I'm very much in my head. And sometimes I'll go and I'll sit down on my porch and I'm about to light it and be like, damn. Like, is this shit actually going to make me feel good? The answer is no, but I still do it anyway. So there's a bit of a mindlessness that really is making me feel like, okay, maybe, yeah, that, that transition is worth it. Second reason, second point to transition is I have a deep desire to get out of my head and to be more in the world. This is a generalization um, because your birth chart is so deep and rich and expansive. Um, I'm very much making a generalization here, but I feel like as an air sign and air dominant, like I be kind of always high in some kind of ways. Like I'm always like out of this world. I'm always on some kind of bullshit, like frequency. Um, so I'm just like, I kind of want to just be more in the world and be that like weird fucking, bizarre version of myself in the world like just purely off of passion and pleasure um like you know I I want to experience the world and even though yes the world is trash and it's not always easy being you know given all we talked about about mental health neurodivergence and the state of the world and warfare and everything like it's not easy but I kind of want to I don't know I kind of just want to be more present be more in it I've already felt like in the I've taken multiple tea breaks you know, just, you know, gone like maybe a week, uh, without weed. And the way that I'm able to be way more present, even just in my personal relationships is so different that I'm like, it's so worth me doing that transition. Um, like it was never that serious, but okay. (laughs) The third point, uh, for transitioning is, I want to learn about the plants and its various strains and just ultimately return to a state of neutrality with the plant. I don't I don't think I'm ever going to get that first time ever again. That's fine. But I do want to have a relationship with weed that can be quite healing because I know it's possible. Um, but I do think that there has to be some kind of education that goes behind it. Uh, you know, you'll meet so many different people who are stoners. It's quite, no- especially being in Canada, it's so normalized smoking weed. But I don't think there's a lot of people who understand like the healing properties around it and what it can actually do to elevate your experience on this earth, um, which is normal. Once again, like, you know, when you go like years and years and years of having a campaign against all drugs, including weed. To have it suddenly be normalized doesn't just mean suddenly that, like, everybody knows how to use it. Which I'll talk about a bit more in my boundaries. But, you know, I'd say my ultimate, like, desire, my ultimate dream when it comes to my relationship with weed moving forward is to maintain some kind of balance and equilibrium. Despite everything that I said about, like, liking weed, I do also like tea breaks. Um, They're really hard especially when I go very cold turkey with it because they remind me like tea breaks always reminds me that there is a world where I can be present I can be active I can be creative 
functioning, caring, and like a well-to-do person without having to constantly rely on a substance. Um, And I say that in the sense of like, I can take all the things that weed teaches me and integrate it into my life. So there's a world where maybe it's not every day that I smoke weed, but maybe there's a ritual wherein weed is at the center of it and whatever is like coming to me when I'm under the influence, I can integrate into my life. Like I see it almost like that and I know that I can always go back and the fact that I can go back is very sweet to me because we're taught that everything in this life is black and white, it's good or bad. But I do think with healthy boundaries and I do think with an intentional approach, returning to the plant is something that's very possible for me. I just think right now I have to be willing to live my life a bit more bravely and I'll talk, you know, somebody is going to be listening to this and be like, well, how is it that you take one drug and you go to the next one and that like, then and I, you know, I just think they're both different, different substances, but. I don't know. It's good to know that I can always return to the plants because it will re- the the being high helps me recognize, realize, accept and integrate certain aspects about me including the parts of me that I may be a bit more ashamed of or I'm 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 kind of used to just repressing and hiding. So clearly there's a relationship. If anything, there's definitely a creative relationship because I love weed and making art. And so taking these breaks do definitely motivate me to develop stronger boundaries that allow me to respect the plant a little bit more. You know, if you're an OG, 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 and you listen to my first, first episode of the podcast, which is not even on the podcast streaming apps, it's actually on YouTube, Dreams, Vices, and Dilemmas, at the end of that episode, I made the point that the uh, theme song of this whole show this whole podcast is buddha lovers by bone thugs and harmony which i'm actually gonna go listen to as i go to sleep um because the whole concept of this podcast originally was supposed to be modeled after smoke sesh with hannah which is like smoke some weed and then come and chat shit on the mic um but definitely my podcast has shifted from that and i think that's because i kind of want to have certain boundaries when it comes to you know just indulging in the plant so here are the boundaries that i do want to try and i'll keep you guys updated on how this is going number one switch up the way that i consume the plant which i have been doing right doing more juices consume chocolate and edibles like tea i love tea as a way to consume uh any kind of plant so maybe just shift away from smoking all the time which is actually pretty interesting because Uh, edibles do definitely give you a different high from smoking second thing would be seshes are really nice i love a sesh and i love also the way that stoner culture is very sharing and communal however it is not every nigga that i need to be seshing with that is one thing that i remember hearing from like a friend told me once that like the only person that she smokes with is with me and that really 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 touched me because i realized it's not everybody that you could be sharing your joint with like Stoner culture sharing is great, but that shit has limits. Because some people, Kai, I will not even get into that one. Not every motherfucker needs to be smoking with me. Three, 
taking the time to ask myself the question before I go light up by myself, is there another need I can attend to before I go smoke? Like, can I maybe go eat some food? Because sometimes I don't want to be high, I just want to eat. Can I go take a nap? Sometimes I'm just fucking tired, I don't need to be high. Can I maybe go talk to a friend? Sometimes I'm avoiding being a member of society. Um, So just like asking myself that question and checking in. And then last but certainly not least, which is going into my whole theme of wanting to include pleasure and rest and just like juice and, and deliciousness into my life is creating a ritual. Let me say that one again. <laughs> it's creating a ritual around consumption. So like not just like getting up and going on the porch and smoking and like, but like actually maybe you know, taking a nice little bath before and lighting some candles and putting some like nice incense and really like getting all the senses involved in the experience. Here are three signs that I've now come to understand uh, when they start appearing after I smoke or while I'm smoking, that this is really a sign that I need to pause, that I need to actually take breaks number one is when i'm anxious and hella paranoid while high which has been quite a consistent thing for me in the past couple of months where like every time i'm getting high i'm thinking to myself like it's the worst possible thing like that i could have done because now i'm like my anxiety is taking is controlling the ship you feel me like that's one sign the second sign would be if it's the only thing i really look forward to in the day that's how i know okay depression is knocking on my door like i gotta go and get the weighted blankets and shit you know if it's the only thing that i'm looking forward to then usually that's a sign that like emotionally like it's not like there's some dysregulation and then last but not least is i feel like i can't do anything else without it um, that's like fear, like taking over my, my thinking, or maybe I'm afraid of change. Maybe there's some change that's happening in my life and I'm afraid of taking any step forward without having to be almost out of body. So in wrapping up this episode, I'm just going to, you know, re- reiterate some things that I basically talked about throughout this episode. Like I love weed, right? Like m- me wanting to kind of have this conversation is really stems from a place of love and appreciation and i'll always cherish it for what it has taught me and how it's opened me up to the world to myself to love to all kinds of things at a time where i could have easily just been like fuck everything like nothing makes sense and nothing has meaning without it i don't think i'd be the person that i am today and as a matter of fact i don't even think i'd actually even be here today that's a conversation for another day (laughs) like to be really fucking honest opening up this conversation about weed isn't about like debating whether it's a good or bad thing or whether it's wrong or right that people have intense relationships with it or addictions with it i think i basically was talking about how i do have an addiction to weed you know it's not here trying to debate about like whether addiction is good or not or anything like that addiction is a fact of life and it's not even like i'm not here even to tell people how to use it or what to do with it for me i'd say my aim with this conversation is to start talking about as people who do consume the plant and who do have it as such heavy like heavy parts of our life it's kind of thinking about like how can we respect the plant 
and how can we respect ourselves as well who are consuming this plant and highlighting how this relationship of mutual respect can bring about something really beautiful um, that allows us to connect with the world and also with ourselves. So yeah, I'm going to throw out like a little musing, a little question for y'all, you know, maybe you want to share your response with me uh, in, in, in my, my DMs or even under the post, the Instagram post of this uh, episode. But my question to y'all is, what is your relationship with weed? If you have any art too that's like related to your relationship to weed, I'd love to see it. Uh, hit me up on with at musings with mona musings w mona and like i said at the top in a future muse episode i'm gonna talk about the second time that i smoked weed when i was 18 because that story is not cute and that story is very much chaos (laughs) and i think in that episode i'm gonna talk a bit more about like that's gonna be maybe a bit more like advice centered like um, what are some tips and tricks that I have about using the plant, about being in a sesh, about using it intentionally. Um, and I do also want to, because this podcast is going to evolve, um, I'd love to open up like a Q and a, um, kind of situation to integrate y'all in the episode to get more musers talking and being in conversation because it's ongoing, you know, being a stoner is not a shameful thing. It's also not, a like stagnant or kind of still thing like it's constantly evolving the relationship and so we're gonna bring that shit up to light or up to the light i really try to eat with that one but it didn't like my like yay anyhow (laughs) so yeah that's the end of this episode i hope you guys enjoyed i hope that um yeah it brought a bit of solace to anybody who is uh thinking about their relationship to weed and everything and yeah tell me how y'all fucked with it um, actually, I have to say this thing. This is probably very important, so I probably should have put this at the beginning of the episode. But if you're hearing this, you're a real one. With the podcast, I think I'm going to reduce the frequency uh, of how I post the podcast, almost as if like I hadn't posted my last podcast since God knows when, I think August. But I think I'm going to make these podcasts every two weeks, so twice a month on like every other Friday. Um... It's just a bit more easier of a frequency for me to keep up with. It's a bit difficult for me to do like a weekly podcast. Blogs are way more easier for me to do weekly because I have so like it's a little less to kind of deal with. I'm in a place right now where I am and um, I haven't put out an official call yet, but I'm just putting a little, a little, a little tease. But I do want to look for a producer to help me with this podcast, somebody who I can help like or who can help me come up with ideas and also like editing and just like producing the actual podcast. So until then, the podcast is definitely going to be a bi like bi-weekly thing. And I also want to bring on guests like, bruh, I've been meeting so many interesting people that I'm like itching almost to like have these like conversations with people. But y'all have to be patient with me when it comes to that one because um, I've been getting out of my way when it comes to collaboration. But I definitely do need to get clear with myself about like what it would mean to collaborate with somebody. And also just like, yeah, like kind of go through that trial and error. So I'm definitely there's definitely ways that this podcast is going to expand. But I just always love coming back to the mic 
and just chatting and, and having good times with y'all um i still get a little nervous too so you know that that that, that turns you on a little bit like <laughs> um you feel me i still get a little nervous coming onto the mic because i'm just like bruh like there's so much i can say but i don't want to take up so many people's time but i love it i love the podcast i love to talk i love to use my voice and everything so yeah and i love the feedback that y'all leave as well when it comes to the podcast so um yeah you know big things are coming big things are happening so yeah so we'll actually end it we'll actually end it so until the next time until you know two weeks from now light responsibly and love yourself okay bye